0: Welcome to installment two nineteen of Sefer Mitzvot from the Rambam. In today's portion, we will continue our discussion of the laws of tumah v'tara, the laws of purity and impurity, with positive commandment ninety seven, dealing with the particular type of impurity conveyed by a dead animal, which is one of the breeds of eight particular small animals known as the As we have mentioned in the previous shiurim. There are many different levels of impurity. The most intense level of this spiritual tuma is that conveyed by a dead body known as avi avais hatumah, the strongest source of impurity. A lesser source is known as an av hatumah. This is also a source of impurity, which as we have explained will make both vessels impure as well as people which come in contact with it. One level of this Avhatuma, a source of impure, impurity, are the eight animals listed in Parashashmini in the book of Leviticus, chapter 11, beginning with verse 29. What are these eight creatures? We will list them in the, with the Hebrew names and then give various versions where there are differences in the English translation. The first is a chaylet, often translated as a weasel or a rat. Next comes the akhbar, a mouse. And then hatzav. Tsov is variously translated as a salamander or even a tortoise, according to some sources. Next comes the anaka, which is variously translated as either a hedgehog, a beaver, or a reptile known as a gecko. Next comes the koach, usually translated as a chameleon, and a lataa, which is another type of lizard. Next comes the chaymet, usually translated as a snail, and finally comes the tinshemes, or tinshomes. This is usually translated as a mole. Any of these eight creatures will convey impurity to the one that touches them if they are touched after they have died. If one touches them when they are alive, one does not become impure. However, we have to examine here. In yesterday's commandment, the commandment governing Nivella, we learned that any animal which has died, if it has not if it is not a kosher animal and has been slaughtered in a kosher manner, it will convey impurity and one that touches it or even carries it becomes impure. Why then have these eight creatures been singled out? The answer is very simple. In yesterday's commandment, the commandment of navela, we were only speaking of behemez and chayez, the larger animals. But these small creatures, the crawling creatures, are not included in the impurity of Nevela. When it comes to the smaller creatures, only these eight will convey impurity if they are contacted when they are dead. However, any other creature, such as a frog or even a snake, which is touched after it has died, will not render the one that touches it impure. When we mention the laws of navela, the impurity connected with a dead animal, we discussed that not only was one impurified, after they have touched it, but even if they have only carried it, even though there has not been direct contact. In this respect, the law of the Shemayna Shratzim, these eight creatures, is not as strict. One only becomes impure if, if they have been touched, but not if they have been carried. However, in another respect, it is even more strict in this case. The reason is, how much of the flesh of this dead animal does one need in order to become impure in the case of the novella we discussed yesterday one would need a kezayas approximately one ounce however in the case of these eight shratsim, even an adasha the size of one lentil bean would be enough to convey impurity the rakanti explains why by saying that these eight shratzim, these eight small animals, receive their spiritual nourishment from, an, from a very impure spiritual source, a source of spiritual impurity. When one contacts this physical object, the, one of these dead, eight shratzim, one draws upon himself this spiritual impurity. And because it's such a terribly severe form of impurity, and because the soul is so intrinsically holy, even the slight amount of a lentil bean is enough to convey this impurity to the entire soul and render it impure. With this explanation, we can understand another law, and an interesting point, as that Rambam is accustomed in his legal code at the beginning of each of his fourteen books he lists each of the commandments connected with each one of the laws when it comes to the laws which include Tumas sheretz, as we have been discussing the Rambam mentions that in the laws of aveis HaTumois in primary sources of impurity, there are three laws. There's the law of nevela, which we discussed yesterday, the law of tumas sheretz, the eight small creatures we're discussing now, and the next law, which we will immitz be coming to, the law of Vazera a person that is emitted semen. And at the end, the Rambam lists a rabbinical commandment that idols convey impurity like that of a Sheditz by rabbinic decree. What is the comparison between a Sheditz, one of these small animals, and idol worship? According to this explanation of the Rakanti, the connection is clear. Both of them draw spiritual impurity upon the one that comes in contact with them. And both of them are connected with an extreme supernal source of impurity. Therefore, contact with either one of them will make a person tamay. This can be even brought more in, more in application to ourselves as a explains about a veda badakis There's not only regular idol worship, but a person could have a more refined, a more hidden type of idol worship. For example, when a person earns money at his job and thinks that this is coming because of his own power, That my own power was what brought this parnasa, this money, to my hands. This person is in a way worshipping idols because he is removing Hashem's control, so to speak, away of the sphere of his life. Instead of recognizing that he is dependent on God for everything, He is saying that he himself is doing it. And in this portion of his life, he is in fact denying the existence of God. Such an attitude also brings an impurity upon a person and affects his thoughts and his feelings. Since the person can feel himself to be an independent existence, completely independent and unconnected with God, this of course will also bring this spiritual impurity upon him. Not only will it bring the impurity upon him, as the Tzemaq explains, when a person believes that his own actions are the sole source of his money, what will the person do? Naturally, he will embark on even more money-making ventures and spend even more time trying to make money. However, the Tzema Chasadik explains that not only will this put him on the wrong spiritual path, it could hurt him physically as well. That since our, our physical labor is only a lavush, a garment, so to speak, a receptacle which God can fill with His blessings, a person has to recognize that the answer to the need for clothing is not to wear too much clothing. We have to wear the proper amount of clothing when we walk outside. A person cannot think, however, that since one jacket is good, ten are even better. A person that wears ten jackets will not only not gain anything, he will lose. He will be unable to walk around. So, too, a person that does not recognize that his physical labor is only a garment, a vessel in which Hashem can fill up his, and inject with his blessings, a person will perhaps not only add on, he will subtract from the amount of blessing Hashem can give to him.